0: support for rap and order is brought to you by manscape who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you: 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RAPINORDER20 at manscaped.com. Check it out. And welcome to another episode of Rapping Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. Um, well, today isn't in-person, you know, ske- like scheduling and all that shit. We couldn't get it together, but we knew we had to come together for for the people. You know, we we decided to do uh, Malibu today. Malibu is the second album from Anderson Paak. Um, It was released in 2016. Uh, it had a lot of great key pro- producers on this joint. Like you had Ninth Wonder, Anderson Pack himself. You had Kate Renata mad lib high tech uh a lot a lot of a lot of hands in the pot on this one and it came together really well if i if i must say um this came at a time when a lot of name a lot of people didn't really know anderson pack yet i mean for example i mean i think it debuted at number 79 was like the highest that it charted on billboard um but it did get a grammy nomination and it lost to lemonade i want to say um yeah yeah so this was like it came at a time like i said right before a lot of people knew him but it came at a key time for him because a lot of people knew him because of dre and um compton which is how i found out about Anderson Pack because he was all over that album and it came out the year before so he kind of like rolled the wave off of the popularity of that and went straight into the release of this so it put more eyes on this it was really calculated um release in that in that tone but I know you specifically wanted to do this one why do you think it, it was important for us to to revisit this one well first of all
1: it's an honor to meet you and talk to you about this album <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah torian always says he always talks this shit that i look like anderson mm-hmm. pack but Whatever, I don't see it. It's just two light-skinned black people with a lot of teeth. That's all it is. <sighs> all
1: right. Well, if that's what you if that's how you want to call it, uh I've just never seen you two in the same room before. That's all. <laughs> so uh nah, I wanted to do this project because. Um, like you said, our both of our introductions was the Compton album, right? And he was such like an anomaly of what doc, uh, we were used to like hearing that, uh, of a uh, artist of we, we were used to hearing Dr. Dre work with. And I guess that just like spoke to his talent because like he's so eccentric and like he's so like different from what we like what we know of Dr. Dre to like put his name on. I, we know that Dr. Dre works with. For, like different, all different kinds of artists, but he like put like really like, you know, said like, yo, this is athlete on Aftermath. um He was featured on how many songs on, on, six songs on Compton. Animals was like his biggest, was the biggest, like the biggest song that Anderson was featured on, on that album. And that was supposed to be on Malibu actually, but mm-hmm. he gave it to Dre, he gave it to Dre or Dre kept it, however you want to call it. and. um I just wanted to listen to this, to, to check this project out because I feel like this project was like his coming out party. Like obviously this is when I got him the Grammy nomination. This is the album that kind of like, that that was getting his um, placements on like commercials. Um, So like, it was just like a big deal. Like it was, this was pretty much the album that put him on the map. So I wanted to revisit it because I just thought that it was a very, uh, it's a very interesting album. I, I feel like I, I, I have, I have a lot of mixed uh, feelings about this because I really, really love this album, but then I feel like there's a lot, he left a lot on the table with this album. And Mm -hmm. that's me not being sure if Aniston Pat is just one of those artists who like goes into the studio and kind of like, just like does whatever feels at the moment or is he like uh, purposely trying to make it feel like uh, as organic as possible, like it's a jam session. Because mm-hmm. we know that Anderson is like a like a musician's musician. Where yeah. like, you know, he kinda like it's kinda like more like some Ray Charles shit where he's like, Yo, give me a snare, give me give me some bass, you know. Hey, I need somebody to hum over here and do that. So from right. um, this project is kinda like how what I felt about it. And well, I'll save that part for the end of it What I, what I wanted to with that part. I gotta remember that. Is it in my notes? Yes, in my notes. So yes, I, I truly think that we are going to talk about this album and, try, and hopefully make the listeners feel like we are um, sharing something new with them to listen to with
0: new era. Right. Um, yeah, and like we always also- attempt to do, but uh, but you mentioned Animals. I wanted to talk about that real quick. That was actually, I was watching, like, some interviews or whatever about the album. That was actually, he said, the first song that they recorded that, um, that went, it was supposed to be on Compton, like you said. Well, no, it was on Compton, but that was the first song that they did. And um, he said how he really, going back to what you said about like how he kind of like, kind of goes with the flow of tracks and like how he kind of just fills up space, but you don't know if it's intentional. Like, it's just funny because he kind of mentioned that in the interview. Like he talked about how he really liked that song because of how much space it gave him to just, do what he wanted to do um and he talked about how when he met dre how he was intimidated because he met dre with DOC, like they he met them at the same time and he was like yo i didn't know what to make of it and one of the first songs they played for me was this song and we kind of just went from there so i i just really thought that was so dope because one of the things that he said also was that he was steering away from hip hop because a lot of people didn't really understand his sound. So when he was coming out and he was making beats and shit, they were like, "Oh, can you make a beat like Little John? Can you make a beat like this person, that person?" So he was like, "All right, fuck it. I'm gonna just go the opposite direction. I'm gonna do other shit and I'm gonna find my own sound." Because he grew up, I think, um, making he was he grew up as a drummer in a church.
1: Yeah, he did. So, yeah,
0: yeah. So, like, a lot of people thought that he would go the gospel route, like, and they were like, well, why didn't you go the gospel route? And he kind of just found his own way. Like, he just did what, like, spoke to him the most. And now he's kind of in this hip-hop, he's in the hip-hop world, obviously, but Anderson Pop has a really distinct sound that can't just be in the genre of hip-hop. Like, he's still his own entity.
1: Nah, yeah, he's pretty much funk, jazz, hip hop, R&B, neo soul, rock and roll and rap. He's like Boosie Collins in
0: a sense. Literally. yeah, he is he is like Boosie Collins in a lot of ways. Um I think and even speaking of Boosie Co- Collins, how they linked up now, we got this Silk Sonic album coming out with him and um and Bruno Mars. I'm really interested to see how that sounds like. We kind of have a hint of how it is sound, but um, I don't know. I'm, I feel like Bruno Mars is going to tap into his sound more than he's going to tap into Bruno Mars sound on this album. So I'm really curious to see how that turns out. But as far as Malibu, Malibu is a really solid release. And I'm really, really happy that we were introduced to him the way that we were, because I went into it after hearing Compton not knowing much about this guy but just knowing what he's capable of and dre don't just endorse a lot of niggas like he don't just do that all willy-nilly so i knew this dude was something to check out so when i went into malibu and reading up on him and seeing that he's behind all this instrumentation and that his ear for music was so fucking refined i knew that it would be what it was but just not to the level of of music that it was like it's so key like and i thought i thought that was really important that was a big takeaway for me and even in his career now
1: yeah um i think that uh the instrumentation on the album was really distinct like you said and i also think that his the features that he had on the album were really really dope so Mm -hmm. you know um schoolboy q was on the album he had rhapsody on the album was really was really 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 impressive to me to get like how rhapsody on the album and that was like the song that he chose to like really like do his thing it's produced by knife wonder he has rhapsody on the album so like he's showing like his rapping chops like that he can hold his own but one of the best MCs, like period that are out right now and then him and schoolboy q's chemistry is like undeniable and like that was like a really funky song and i think that is um pretty funny that uh you know it is a quote unquote groovy song um i am it's called I am wrong. So I just thought it was, it it sounds like really futuristic and kind of cool, but uh, them, him just pretty much getting these people together. It seems like he just gets a collection of his friends like, and they just come in and they, they talk about things and they do it. And like the fact that even though he's a producer, he's not one of those artists that won't let people produce him. I think it's dope as
0: fuck too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know why. It's funny, because as soon as you said that, I thought about J. Cole, because I feel like <laughs> he, has, he has a hard time with that, or he's just trying to still prove himself. I don't know what it is, but I just wish J. Cole would just give more producers a chance to do his shit. But anyway, that's a that's a whole nother thing that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. No. um But as far as this album, the album kicks off with The Bird. The Bird is produced by Anderson mm-hmm. Pack himself. um. Mm-hmm. And a really, really great opener to this album. It sounds amazing. It's a really, really great opener. And he talks about some personal shit on this right off the bat.
1: Right. So the funny thing is, is uh, there's an old interview, if if I'm not mistaken, where they asked him, like, why was all of that? Why were all of his projects named after certain areas of California? and he was and he said that he wanted to give a soundtrack of like each area because you know he has venice as well mm-hmm. of where he's at and i think like uh when i went to california and i like went to malibu the one time that i went and they and and when i hear the song bird like it the way it opens i'm like oh man this is actually this actually feels like malibu this actually feels spot on it feels right. Like-. yeah and so like, it was just really impressive to me that they uh that he was able to like capture that and like do that and make it the opening track mm-hmm. because it is it is very Malibu esque. Like I, I guess it's like if you've been to Malibu, like you kind of know what I mean because like uh, everything seems like really. Cl- it seems like a uh, to me Malibu is like a a piece of Hawaii in California. <laughs> like the way everything looks in Malibu, if you going to the beach and stuff like that, and that's the, the way this opening track looks is how it feels.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it does. It's a great soundtrack. Um, And I do like that he has this this love for for where he's from um, because it's displayed so beautifully on here. And like the good, the bad, everything about it, um, which takes us into the next song. Um, Heart Don't Stand a Chance. Heart Don't Stand a Chance was produced also. No, this one is produced by DJ Khalil. and it's another really beautiful song. Like it's a it's a great follow-up to to the bird. Um what are, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: So Heart Don't Stand a Chance is uh, one of those songs that I feel like he could have I, I love the fact that everybody understands like his sound, right? And they're mm-hmm. able to put a, a collection together. So this is gonna be like narrative where it sounds like oh it sounds like a funk jazz or a Motown kind of thing. And it's just like one of those those tracks that you feel like james brown could have got on or something or he could have did the record so it's very interesting that's how i feel about the song
0: yeah it's a it is a great it is an interesting song and um and a great lead into the waters they're kind of like you can't you can't listen to heart don't stand a chance without listening to the waters um they kind of actually
1: they actually flow into each other really well like that's that's another thing like it like it seems like he just recorded the album and just didn't stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he just he just sat there and just recorded this shit like just all, mm-hmm. um, everything flows so well and um, and it features the Waters features B J the Chicago Kid and it's produced by Madlib. Um, what a great song! Like it's just so there's something so subtle and so big about this album that 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 I really really enjoy. Like it like the, and that's that's not a that's a really hard combo to come by like subtle and big because you look at this album on the surface and this is an artist that you're not that familiar with in 2016 right but then you have the features that you have on it and the quality of this music is just like you can't sleep on this shit nah he
1: he pretty much like mastered like making a song that stays true to like you know his roots of music but also is safe enough to like cross over. Like he knows how to like teeter that that borderline because it's like, you know, you'll see like uh brands like the NFL or like uh corporate people like wanna like use his his music and and place it in ad Super Bowl commercials and stuff like that, but then at the same time, like you can still play it at the cookout and like nobody feel like, oh man, what is this? Like he does a really good job at that, and I actually think it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Um, um
1: that's what that's what that's what I, I, that's the feeling that I get. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm listening to like a sellout or anything when I, when I, when I listen to Instant Back.
0: Yeah. And just the content of this song with them already talking about um, levels of fame and how, how it can be so difficult this early on. And you listening to this back then and it's like, damn, like, but this guy isn't like really, really all the way on yet. And he already has these gripes. BJ the Chicago Kid who is one of the most slept on um uh singers in in R&B still I wonder and, what's the thing with him yo it got to be something wrong with him <laughs> you think you think you think it's him yeah
1: something ain't right because I don't know what why he... I think it people keep working with him so and he keeps like recording music and stuff and he keeps getting looks so it must be like maybe he got like an anger issue maybe like I don't know yo but
0: yeah I don't know I really because he he stay on a feature. Everybody knows BJ the Chicago kid, even if they think they don't know him. Like he's always featured on some shit. Always, always. Um, but that carries us into the season and slash carry me, and it's produced by Callum Connor and Ninth Wonder. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Um
1: that ninth wonder is an extremely slept on producer, and I know that sounds weird being said, but it's extremely, it's very true to me, because you, like, you know that Knife is a great producer, right? And you know like, what he's what he does, but you think more so, like, of, like, the prominent, like, rap lane, when you think of, of Knife Wonder, but, mm-hmm. like, this album is like, a very, like, musical album, so and I know that Knife Wonder comes from, like, the marching band background, mm-hmm. but it's like, I guess I forgot. Like, I had to, re- like, listen to this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, like, marching band background. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes sense that you know, it he was able to and I know like he's a co-producer on it, but like you could tell like, you know, every producer has like the signature things that they do. And I just think like what Knife did, I was more so impressed by the production on the song than like what than what Anderson did.
0: Yeah. Um, and this and it's also to be noted, this was like the first single from this album um mm-hmm. that, that came out. Um but I think I think and yet yeah, to your point though, Knife gets it's not that he gets that he slept on like people know that he's dope i think people just don't know how multifaceted he is i think that's what it is because they was introduced to him a lot of people was introduced to him through uh through threat uh from hove from the black right out. yeah right like that was like his big big break so they just look at him as like a rap producer when he can do so much other shit, and he's done so much other shit. And, and, right. his, and, his, and, his, and it runs way, way deeper than that.
1: Right. Because, you know, all the hoopla that like, was going around, on around him, like, everybody fucked with him, like, you know, Kanye was co-signing him. He was getting cosigns from everybody mm-hmm. always. And it's just like, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, that that's exactly what it is, is that, like, he just had the rap pro- rap producer persona and yeah, I guess he was able to shake that shit because what he did on this album man I was just I was just fucking, like gladly
0: impressed so. yeah yeah same um this album this album then goes into uh put me through yes put, yeah put me through is produced by pack mm-hmm which should now
1: but definitely you could tell that uh damn like I, all right so Anderson pack I could tell that he was probably listening to like a lot of like David Ruffin, a lot of Smokey Robinson,
0: mm. like a
1: lot of like motown S, Barry Gordy, you know, um, assembly line, grand, grand music when he mm. was making these tracks because it's like, it, it has like that soulful feel and it takes me back to a time period that was pretty, not, See, so yeah, people about to make like jokes about me being old. Oh, no, my grandfather used to play these records when we go on road trips down south. <laughs> and so, it actually took me back to a really pleasant time of my life. So, when I hear these songs, I'm actually like really excited because my my grandfather loved like that Motown Detroit sounding kind of music. So, mm-hmm. actually, it was pretty dope that uh that he owned um, that he just did that. And the fact, you know, like again, he's showing us like his versatility, like coming right off of a song that might want to produce for him he, he then he gives you his song that he's producing and it sounds immaculate and there's no drop off and there's nothing that like sounds like too clunky or anything like that yeah that it's dope but what i will say that anderson does that sometimes i'm not sure like either he'll make a song and like he might not have a hook and then like you just feel like there's mad instrumentation mm-hmm. or you know, the, there's less instrumentation and then like there's Mad, just like, it feels like he's kind of like doing like the whole scatting thing with with yeah. you know, like with music. So it's like, I, I kind of like noticed it and I'm just like, damn, like, I wonder if he run out of shit to say.
0: <laughs> said, um, It's funny because, you know, like we're, like we're both huge fans of James Brown and James Brown does that a lot. James Brown, James Brown will like give you a song where he, it's like 10 minutes, where well, he's not really talking about anything really like Mm-mm. but but it sounds good because he's he's just highlighting the instrument the instrumentation like see yeah <laughs> yeah pack, anderson pack highlights the free nationals a lot that's his band so like he yeah they come in and they just do their thing like i mean and speaking of free nationals i know for this song specifically he talked about because i watched their npr he talked about uh how the, the guitarist, it's about his run-around relationship with his ex-girlfriend and how painful that was for him. So that's what this song was actually about. Because he oh, was like, shit. yeah, so it's cool that like um, you're going through something and you're friends with an artist or a singer and they pull from your life and sing about it for you. That's, that's like kind of fire. I, I was thinking about like, damn, would I want that? Like, to have a friend that's a singer and just they use my life as their inspiration to just sing about, kind of like I mean shit. Look at Confessions, like J D like, went through some shit and Usher sang about it. Like I, I have a, I will have a diamond record. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> my God. sing about sing about <laughs> me. Hell yeah, I got some stories. <laughs> and come talk to come talk to your boy. Yeah, put my shit on the record. I don't care. Get, yeah, just
1: Hell yeah, um, man. That would be fine because then you could. I would not. You will not know why it's fine, especially if you ain't
0: with the girl no more. You could really get your shit off, and she won't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> she just yeah. got really read between the lines. Yeah, especially if you far removed, like years down the line. It's like, yo, I'm not talking about you. You know how many relationships I had since you? It's not you. <laughs> um, <laughs> get my shit off. Prove it. Um, right. But yeah, so but anyway, so that that's that's the tidbit that I had on that song. But the next song that we had on here was Am I Wrong? Am I Wrong features Schoolboy Q and it's produced by I don't want to say it wrong, but it's Pomo, P-O-M-O. Um Yeah, probably right. So uh this was a this was an interesting collab, and it's one that I kind of always I be forgetting about, honestly.
1: Yo man, this shit got this shit makes me dance, bro. Yeah. That song like it <laughs> Um, it may, like I hate the fact that Schoolboy Q is so selfish with with his, the releasing of his music or like what he like how much music he puts out. So um, going back to this song is like a uh, is like a joy for me with, with Schoolboy Q and and, and Anderson because Schoolboy has a good connection with Anderson and what BJ the Chicago kid. Mm-hmm. I think and I think that like he probably has like a bunch of songs recorded with them but he's just like he just sits on that shit and we won't like
0: find a air about it. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is with with schoolboy Q but I I do wish he dropped more frequently. Um but every time he drops especially on shit like this like he has a he has a pocket for shit like this. Um oh and I just read out actually um Pomo collabed with anderson pack and mac miller for dang like they they produced that together and that was like oh, fire song, yeah that was the first song that um that Mac miller had with anderson pack i think that's like their only collaboration if i if i'm not mistaken
1: that we heard publicly i bet you they have a bunch of music but we're yeah, that know that a lot of day because anderson's not with that shit.
0: yeah because they just they had just built up their chemistry and really I think Anderson um, yeah, Anderson Pack talked about that after he passed. He was like, yo, mm-hmm. like uh, we had just found this collab type chemistry that we had because we they had recently just met. They they weren't mm-hmm. friends for that long, but they were planning to build on that. Yeah. So that was like another unfortunate thing. But um Yeah. Man. Hey Rez, you shave your balls? I do shave my balls. <laughs> 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 <I do. laughs> Join over 2 million men worldwide Who trust Manscaped With this exclusive offer for you 20% off And free worldwide shipping With the code rapinorder 20 At Manscaped.com Check it out
1: That sucks That uh, Because I, I actually It's funny Like you know Our most our last episode we did, you know, Mac Miller's Divine Feminine and I, and I really, you can hear like, yeah, like they kind of were like would have been like a match made in heaven as far as like doing a collab project with all that live instrumentation as musically inclined as both of these artists are like, yeah, we definitely would have got some slappers.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit. Can you picture like Anderson pack, Mac Miller and Thundercat in a room, like just making an album together. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Like give me that. I'll take that over this Silk Sonic shit that's about to drop. Even though I know that shit's gonna be goddamn rich, I know it's gonna be great. But I can just hear this shit already in my head. Okay, I can hear that, and I know because yeah. Thundercat be on some shit, man. I'm, I'm, nah, just, bro,
1: Thundercat, yeah, Thundercat is that boy.
0: He's he's incredible. So I mean, but we got what we got, and I am looking yeah. forward to Sonic. I'm looking forward to it. God damn man, you just said you just said, all right, <laughs> fuck you, Bruno Mars. No, nah, I like Bruno Mars. Um, all right, so next song actually is Without You. And Without You features Rhapsody and is produced by Knife Wonder. Um, and Rhapsody and Knife Wonder go go one and one. That's like they they've been doing nothing but building on their chemistry over the years. Um, and so we know their relationship in the game and how tough and how strong it is. Um so hearing them on this was a no-brainer. This was great.
1: Yeah, um, like I said earlier, um, I'm glad that like on this, like he on this song, he chose to like show that he can also rap really well and put his bars on the table and do it with a person that like is deserving uh, deserving of that. Like you know, Rhapsody, like she is one of like not the top female MCs. She's one of the top MCs and rap. Um, and annex Pack definitely came to like you know hold his own word i think that was impressive like that was impressive and it was on a night one to beat so another another great night one to beat that's on his album you
0: know mm-hmm. there's another that was dope. yeah um let's see i i am curious to see what Rap city does next i know she had her last album that was kind of like dedicated to all the women in rap um yeah that that went pretty well for her. wasn't my favorite, in my opinion. I liked her first one better, but yeah. um, but this one this one got a lot of notoriety, especially because of the names behind it. But um, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to some rhapsody shit. Um, track eight on this album is Parking Lot. Parking Lot is produced by Jose Rios and Anderson Paak. Jose Rios is okay. a member of Free Nationals.
1: Parking lot is one of the songs that like I could do without on this
0: album.
1: Mm. Um, it's just one of those songs like, that just sound incomplete, and I just feel like it just kind of like wasn't needed. Like it, like he, he, like it, it, it doesn't suck, but it's like I, I didn't need it. Like this is like uh, the part of album where I start like skipping and start like I'm like All right, I could take this out and I could remove this.
0: Okay, uh, I mean that's I actually I actually enjoy it. I, I do like it, but I do see why you feel that way. Um, it's not when I do want a fill for this album though. It's not something that I run through. The the singles for this album are just so good that like I don't visit this. But when I hear it, like I'm not I'm not mad at this. I do like it. Mm. Yeah, it, it fits into the fold of the album. It doesn't sound out of place. I think that's why I don't mind it. I, I don't need like I I don't need it. It sounds like an interlude. I don't want to say it. Yeah. Um. We'll go into the next one. Next one is uh. Next one is Lightweight. Lightweight is produced by Kei Features the Free Nationals. Um and Free Collaborators, his band. Um, oh, you skipped this one too? Yeah, and I feel it's weird because I'm also not...
1: Uh, man, I'm probably going to... I might get sniped for this one. I don't understand the Kei hoopla. No? Yeah, I don't understand it i don't understand it i feel like i feel like uh somebody might throw a tomato at me soon that's why i'm like looking around this shit <laughs> i don't get it i don't i don't know
0: it's just not for me katronada definitely has more hits than misses for me his first the first album that caught my attention from katronada was 100 100 was amazing and like he's had my attention since then but uh I know. I know. of K. will tell you he's been on be- way before that because a lot of people point yep. to his point to his uh, Moses remix. Um, just want to be your girl. That's like the one that like really took off. Yeah, like. I remember that. Yeah, I, that. It's, I guess he just. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: feel like I don't know. I just well, I feel like what he tries to do like is, like I know this is going to sound cliche because obviously people redo shit all the time. But I Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like he's like that like awesome or anything like that. I don't know. I guess it's just not that big of a deal.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, we're gonna see what people say about that, about this critique. I can't wait to hear what somebody says about that. (laughs) Because K like everybody fucking loves Kernada, so I can't wait. Um Roman here is the next track, and it and it features Sonny and the game. And it's produced by Like. Um, Game, say what, people say what they want about Game, about how, how corny he can be. He's so extra on Instagram and on social media. And he's just, he doesn't have an original style. These are all things, I'm not making this shit up either. Like These are all things that people have said about Game. But nobody will tell you that Game can't rap. And there's a reason for that. Because Game can really fucking rap. He can it's rap and that. he
1: will give you bars.
0: Yeah, he can rap. And he has really good chemistry with, with Anderson .Paak. Every song they have together. They have a few now. Yeah. I yeah. also
1: think that Game... I also think um, one thing that Game is... Like, Game has no problem uh, looking out for a new artist. hmm And working with them. Like, And I, I think he doesn't... I think because of his persona, like he doesn't get a lot of uh recognition, like him taking like Kendrick Lamar and the TDE guys on tour with him, like before they were like anybody and shit like that. Him working with Nip early on in the game, you know, him embracing so many uh West Coast artists and East Coast artists like early in the game and like doing songs with them. Like he's he's just down to work. And I think that's really dope.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think I think um I am interested to see if he sticks to his game, never really sticks to his word. But he said Born to Rap was his last album and that 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 was going to be it. But we'll see. Um, you
1: know what? I don't even even think I've heard like, well, I unfollow him on all social media, so maybe that's why he's not present. And but yeah, I haven't, I I can't, damn, there's no way he's going to stay retired. Born to Rap cannot be his last, like that can't be his last. Yeah, my album
0: cover man. <laughs> That's that the live version of album cover. <laughs> that album cover was nuts. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so this was another solid, solid choice on here. Waterfall interlude is the next song, and it's produced by Speak Drumhead. Yeah, it's produced by Drumheads and Chris Dave. Uh, I like this, and I like. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of interludes. Especially when they're like two, one to two minutes, whatever. Um, huge fan of interludes. I think this fits right in the fold of that R&B interludes specifically. This is a great pick for me. What you think?
1: Nah, this is actually like one of the one of the top R&B interludes. I, I put in the top twenty-five R&B interludes
0: of all time. Mm-hmm. Wow! And uh, yeah, okay, I see why though. The music, like, it's like this. Uh, as like this black exploitation feel and like in the back. And um and I know I like my shit. Yeah, that's you're a bit you're a fan of that. So I see why. This it's is this is, a, this is a big one. Um pause. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> um yeah, so uh let me see here. Oh no, and then you got like some Isley Brothers type feel to it. It's like it's really all it has all the makings of just an undeniable song. Undeniable interlude, I should say. Um, that takes us into your pride. Your pride is produced by DJ Khalil, who's also pretty slept on. He's been around for a while. Um, I
1: have a so it's that like, doesn't your prime sound like it was supposed to be on to Pip a
0: butterfly? Your You know what? Wait, let me just <laughs> move that around a little bit. I can see that. I can
1: see that. I feel like it was supposed to be on the album. I don't know, like how, like, or if, or maybe like that's what inspired Anderson to take it that route, or maybe he heard it and like, you know what I'm saying. But it's, it feels like it. It feels like he was like, yo, I hope,
0: I hope I can send this to Kendrick. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like he made it with that in mind, type shit.
1: Yeah, I can see that, man. That's 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 really what the vibe that I got when I when I heard that song. Like I liked it, but I was just like. I think he I think he 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 pulling that straws right here hoping that that you know he can send this to Kendrick.
0: Yeah. Anderson Pac seems like that kind of dude where he'll make a song um he'll make a song and and have somebody in mind and be like, "Yo, like when he finally gets in contact with them, be like, "Yo, I got something for you." Like, "Yo, let's hit the studio. I got something for you." Or he'll just send it to them. Like I feel like songs just roll off this dude's sleeve. Like he just yeah. always making songs. He, he don't has, have to try. Yeah, he doesn't have to try. That shit is just effortless.
1: I bet um, you that's mad frustrating to some people that get in the studio with him too. The fact that he don't have to try and like they be like working so hard to like actually like get songs together and everything like that mm-hmm. or what they have to do. Yeah, but, um, we about to get in my shit next, so I'm excited. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So the next the next one is "Come Down." Come Down is produced by High Tech. This is my shit. This shit is hard. Right. Yo,
1: yeah, I play your friends, I play that song at, at least four to five times a week. That song is getting played.
0: And it was actually uh this song, this song got a lot of buzz from this album. Um yeah. The fourth single. Um and like I think it was featured, it was featured in Nike in a Nike commercial. Um it got like a lot of, and when, you know, when you get featured in a Nike commercial for your song, like you out of here because you about to get mad burn or after that. Yeah. And that's With this one. Exactly what it is. And that's exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah. Hey, oh. That was all that was needed. Y'all niggas got me hot. Yeah, that shit is, that shit is just, it's infectious, man. It's infectious. Um, I think this the song that made people really tune into Anderson oh, Impact. No. Like they was trying, they was they was before, but this one is a different groove, man.
1: It's nah, a different. They, to me, this was the song. This was the song that, like, pretty much, like, all you had to do, like, when people be like, "Yeah, I, I really like Anderson Pack, they'd be like, "Who?" They'd be like, "You know, the, song, the guy that song goes, do do do." Like, you just tell them that, and then they knew immediately who it was. But I feel like this was the song, in my eyes, that, like, as, as me being a fan of his. This was the song that made other people fans. Like where, yeah. where, like they started. I was able to like tell them like the song, and they would know who Anderson Pack is. So
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think that this was the one that did it, that did it
0: for him. Like this was a this was it. That's just a, like, it's just is. such a great it's just a such such a great intro. Niggas got me hot. Like, it's just yeah. like <laughs> yo.
1: And mind <laughs> you, like you got to think about how many white people love this. Song.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. what a nigga can't like it's just it's so ah everything everything is in this it's a great great song um and he got so many opportunities after this song right and um i so high tech talked about how it came together um he said uh the beat he the, he said, well, the baseline. I recorded that idea during the second Reflection Eternal album. I kept going back to it every so often, but I could never find the right drum pattern for it. One day in 2015, I finally figured it out. I was chopping these drums up and it just clicked in my head. So I went back to that baseline. It was at 100 BPMs at the time, so I slowed it down. Innocent um, Pack Joint is 98 BPM, so I didn't have to slow it down too much, but I slowed it down to add the drum kick. Um and he said, Anderson Pack DM'd him and was like, yo, what's up? Wrapping up my album. I'm trying to get some stuff from you. And um, and he said he wanted something like Devil's Pie, which is the D'Angelo joint. What? Yeah. And then he was like, yo, I got, he was like, God works in mysterious ways. I got it already because he already kind of had this beat. And he just kind of sent it to him. And Devil's Pie is produced by Primo. As yes. We- yeah, but he specifically referenced that he wanted something like Devil's Pie, and he sent it to him. Wow. Um, yeah. So like he was like, "Yo, I got this," and and he just. Yo, it's it crazy out. because you like if you really
1: think about it, the beginning of Devil's Pie, the first boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like it's, yeah, he just sped it up. Oh yeah. shit.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucking amazing. Okay. Fucking amazing. I got, I got fucking chills reading that. But um, but yeah, man, incredible song. Um, it leads into Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is produced by Them Joints. Another great song for me. Um, I got this. I got this on a playlist or two. It's a great song. Mm. How you feel uh,
1: Silicon Valley? Is is cool. Like I I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. Like it's a good it's a good part of the album. It's it's nothing that stands out. Like after like you know me fucking having like the time of my life like <laughs> listen listening to come down it's kind of like so it's 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 not yeah that's true
0: i, I guess it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't like fit where it doesn't keep it, going
1: it, like it's like it's like a this like a,
0: yeah it doesn't fit where 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 the placement is no but that's actually that's actually the only complaint i have so far is come down into silicon valley because um Because, like, otherwise, this album is sequenced to perfection. Like, everything just flows so well. Uh, Celebrate is the next one after that. And um, it's produced by Vicky Farewell, um, Ngaiyan, and and Anderson Pack himself. How you feeling? I enjoy
1: enjoy Celebrate. Yeah. Actually, with Celebrate was the last song on the album.
0: Same, actually. That would have been a good send-off. Yeah, Actually, I, I
1: really I wish that was the last song of the album. Um, it just it just caps off things really well. I just, you know, sometimes some artists, they just hear things differently or whatever like that. I would love I would love for an a artist that is that that makes music as 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 uh, fast and efficiently as and it's a to let like one of his fans in our album.
0: That would be cool. Um. I just want to see, I want to see more artists just open up to opportunities that way too. Um I was actually thinking about at some point to revisit Snoop's ego trip album. Cause
1: mm-hmm. you remember,
0: you remember how that came together?
1: He let other people write for him, right? Like he didn't write that yeah. album and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, he didn't write it and he was like if You want to do it
1: for one. Rap in Order?
0: Yo, we could do that. I would like that. You know, I haven't heard that album since it came out, so. It would be I a love cool that season. album when it drops. So yeah, man. Yeah, I mean we all know the big single that came from it. Yes, sir. Um so I think it I think it would be cool to revisit. But um leading into the closer for this, it is The Dreamer. The Dreamer <laughs> features uh features team and family choir and Talib Kwali, and it's produced by K uh Kalem Connor.
1: There's no How fucking you? reason for this song.
0: <laughs> it's not a good closer at all. It, I don't like it as a closer. It, it feels like filler. It's not
1: a good closer. I don't ever. like I want this song to be thrown in the trash. I wish that what Cameron did to Jay-Z's old boy verse, somebody
0: did to this song. <laughs> Which I'm surprised never that verse never leaked, did it? Well, no, because he's Cameron legit like, like, it, like yeah, it legit he got deleted, like it. Like there's nowhere else to be found. This nigga like Cam is a menace, and that's just out of being petty. I'm sure it was a good verse. He was like, "I didn't like it." Man, you deleted me, yeah. so I deleted you. Like, it, I don't know. Cam is petty, but uh, but yeah. So that closes out this album. Other, it sounds like it has what two, maybe two to three blemishes on it. Um, but how do you? What's your rating for it?
1: All right, so this album, it's a very fun album, and I and I love this album, but I have to give this album a 3.5 out of five. And the reason why is because, it, some people are gonna be like, well, Tori, why are you being so hard on this album? And, it's, and and the reason why is because, and it's a pack is capable of making a classic, perfect album, but he just rather have fun. He chooses to have fun. And I could tell that he does that and he's a very free spirited person. So that's why I like deduct I like points from him. Like, mm-hmm. So that's that's that. I'm so glad Lashawn isn't here today because he probably will argue me down about that. So. Does he like this album? I only. Who knows, man? He probably never even heard
0: it. Yeah, he just would argue just cause. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to LA. Um, but for me, I think I would give this album a four. good. Really, yeah, this is a really, really yeah. good album. If I, take,
1: if I if if I cut if when I cut this album down to twelve tracks, I I'd say that it's like
0: yeah it kind of yeah, runs you know what anytime a track go anytime an album goes over 13 or 14 tracks i'm like all right man you kid i don't know and i haven't heard a damn near perfect album in a while uh i'm really playing don toliver album right now the the um, life of a don joint i play that album like every day but even that album i think to like Fifteen. I'm like, damn. We could have like, you could have just cut this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna check out that Don Toliver album. I haven't gotten a
1: chance to because I, I've been um. Uh, I'm gonna check it out because no, I I haven't heard one bad word about it. So I'm gonna check yeah. it out, um, and and see what, what it is. It sounds like Ego Tripping is gonna be our next episode. So I'm actually gonna check that out too. Yeah, so cool.
0: yeah. I, I'm a I'm i I'm a cue that up too. But um, but yeah, I'm comfortable giving this album a four. I think Anderson.
1: Oh, had- um, yeah. I'm okay. I'm actually okay. Like, you know what? That was harsh on you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking about because I enjoyed the shit out of this album.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, uh, a four, four out of five waffles is fine. Like you know. Okay. Um, especially because like this album is kind of like uh, you can't, you can't really compare it to anything because it ha- it has so many different influences and you can't really pinpoint like even what genre to put it in. Yeah. And I think that also like gives it a boost for me because he was able to just draw from so many different places and um make this project and like make it as enjoyable as it could be so yeah 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 i'll 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 go with you i'll roll with you four out of five
0: okay okay look at that yeah solid four um this album this album really it did a lot for his career uh you know i keep bringing up the silk sonic album but how can you not i i just think anderson pack hasn't gotten his just do as an artist as far as the respect level. Like people, people respect him, but the numbers, the Silk Sonic album is gonna be the numbers and the respect colliding. Oh yeah. He's um, about
1: to him standing next to Bruno Mars is is like, oh man, it's
0: yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's only a, gonna make everything better for him. It's like, doing a just, lot.
0: It's doing a lot for 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 his career to be to be I next agree. to Bruno Mars. And I think that's his first. He got his first number one will leave the door open so uh man i can't i can't wait to see what they create i think i think next month is when it finally comes out if they stick to their word. so we'll see but yeah, it'll be great to have that album for the holidays actually in the meantime malibu gets a four rating four waffles four out of five very respectful um so until then i'm first class reg
1: and i'm and b
0: And we out of here.